Welcome to Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. Talk radio to inspire, inform, and stimulate. Bringing you enlightened discussions with authors, creatives, innovative business and health professionals, and ordinary people living extraordinary lives. Sharing their expertise and life stories. Making a difference, one word at a time. Now here's your host, Vicki St. Clair. Welcome everybody, welcome, welcome. Well, today is a special anniversary celebration for Conversations Live as we celebrate 11 years live on air today. And of course, we would not be here without our amazing listeners. Uh, So to share our celebration with you, we have lots of book giveaways coming up in the second half of today's show uh, and also the first. I'll I'll share that in a moment. First, we're joined by an author who uh, pretty much owns the title of the Queen of Beach Reads with 24 books to her name. She's Mary Kay Andrews. She's known as a Southern writer and is going to share to us why the South makes a perfect setting for her tales. We might even share a favorite recipe or two from her yummy beach uh, house cookbook. I think cherries and ribs or cherries and lamb. It was making my mouth water. Um, Mary Kay Andrews is the New York Times bestselling author of the Beach House Cookbook, The Weekenders, Savannah Blue, and many more. She's a former journalist for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and she joins us today to talk about her latest release, The High Tide Club. And to celebrate its release, she's also providing a special giveaway for our listeners today. We have an audiobook of The High Tide Club and four beach towels, so stay tuned. Much more on that later on. Uh, Mary Kay Andrews, welcome. Thank you, Vicki. It's great to be here, and happy anniversary. Thank you so much, and uh, it's a pleasure to talk with you. I know many people are very, very familiar with your work, but it's the first time we've connected here on Conversations Live. And um, so you're known as a Southern writer, Mary Kay. You're, I read you're a Floridian native. You lived also, I believe, in North Carolina. You're now in, in Georgia? Yes. Yeah. And so what is it about the South that's so appealing to you? Well, it's home, and um, I think a home tugs at our hearts, um, and whether it's the home that's our birthplace or the home that we've established or the home that we want it to be, and, you know, I hope that the themes I write about are not just Southern, because I write about women's friendship, I write about our longing for home and the importance home has to us, I write about betrayal, so those are sort of universal themes, Absolutely. I think, and um, they're set in the South because that's the place I know best. Um, and the South is, you know, as you alluded to, it's an evocative place. Um, things maybe are more intense here. The heat is more intense. The humidity <laughs> is more intense. The bugs are more intense. Um, and so I think that, you know, that makes for an atmosphere and a setting that, that cries out for um, the kinds of books I write. Right. Well, the the themes are definitely universal, but I always think it's kind of nice when we have a special place that becomes a character itself, too. It right. adds, adds something to a story, I think. So um, I want to just share this as well, because often when we think of summer beach reads, we think of straight romance books and not everybody's into those. But your stories are about a woman creating life for herself. They're they're sometimes involve a man, uh, but ultimately it's about a woman and, and finding her feet and her life. Right. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, especially at this time, uh, in this age, so many of us, especially women, we're, we, we're reinventing ourselves. And I've personally reinvented myself three or four times. I think most of us have. And um, along with the challenges of living in the present time, also come the possibilities that, um, that we can define ourselves, we as women can define ourselves and find out who we are. And, and you know, if, if the role we have chosen is wife and mother, that's, that's great. But if, and, and I've been those things, and, and now I'm a wife and a mother and a grandmother, but I've also reinvented myself from, I started as a journalist, that I began writing mysteries and transitioned along the way to writing something called women's fiction, which, as you said, has some uh, romance elements, and now uh, to just summer reads, which are bigger books with bigger elements, and and sometimes there's a romance element, sometimes not. So what, in your mind, makes a good summer read? I think 
setting is really important to a summer, to a good beach book. I want to put my reader in the world of my book, and I want it to be so vivid and so intense that they can feel the waves lapping at their ankles, and they can feel the ocean breeze, and and uh, you know, they can feel some of that summer humidity, the sweat trickling to the small of their back, and, and smell the salt air. Then I want to give them characters that they can root for and relate to, who are absolutely three-dimensional and real to them. And I think um, the ultimate aim of every good summer beach read is it's a page-turner. You, the plot moves quickly, and it keeps you wondering, and it takes, takes twists and turns in places that you don't expect it to. So all of those things mean that it's, it's great entertainment. It's great um, escape. It does not mean that a beach read is empty calories, that it's all fluff. There's some pretty real themes in my books, including this summer's book, The High Tide Club. Right. I think, personally, you've got to have a little meat in a, in a summer read to keep Absolutely, your attention. I totally agree. Because there's so much going on at the beach. Uh, if it's just all fluff, you get too easily distracted. I've been there and done that myself. Yeah, I, I want to give my readers a big, juicy, delicious read. And, you know, you can't, you really, I think, you know, you can't, and you can't uh, appreciate sunshine unless you've been in the shadow. The shadows bring out the sunshine. So there's there's sunshine and shadows in, in the themes of my book. Right, right. So um, I heard you say, this was a long, long, long time ago, that your characters uh, just show up, that you have a problem with trying to pack too many characters into the plot, which, of course, adds more subplots, and eventually you just have to close the door and say, hey, no more. So tell us how that works for you. You know, I start with a with a small cast of characters, the protagonist, and then my editor always asks me, um, "What what's her challenge? What can't she do? And then what's keeping her from from doing that or getting what she wants?" And by the end of the book, I need to have answered the question: What's changed? What can she do now? What can she be now that she couldn't accomplish? when my story started. And so then I have to find the players that, ca- that play off of her. And sometimes they're her, her best friend. Sometimes it's the romantic, um, the romantic um, uh, interest of the book. Um, sometimes it's, you know, the villain. And the villain can be uh, more, hopefully more than one person, so you don't guess who it is. And, right. you know, that you have to have all, it's sort of like putting a cast together of a play. And you have to have them... Uh, play off each other and um, you can't have characters who are too much like each other. So, and then, um, you know, as you said, I have to close the door and say, okay, no more. And then of course what happens is a character that I think will be a minor character sometimes stands up and, and just decides, Hey, I'm taking over this story. (laughs) I have to sort of push him back and say, no, no. (laughs) So, so let's share some of this story uh, with our listeners and let, let them know about the two main characters here, that Josephine, who is a 99-year-old heiress, and, and uh, young attorney Brooke Trapnell. How do they come together? Well, Brooke um, is a struggling single mother. Um, she's hung up her shingle uh, in a small town on the coast of Georgia, and she's having a problem making a living because, as happens so often, not just in the South, but everywhere, but in small towns, the good old boys run the show. And she's contacted um, out of the blue by Josephine uh, bettendorf Warwick. And Josephine is 99 years old. She's heiress. She's the, she uh, owns Talisa Island, which is a huge 20,000-acre barrier island off the coast of Georgia. It's remote. It's reachable only by boat. And Josephine has become somewhat of a recluse. And um, Brooke has no idea why she why she would reach out to uh, hire Brooke. And Josephine has motives of her own, which unfold as the book um, as the plot unfolds. But Josephine, um, and the at the very beginning of the book, you see a scene with it's set in uh, October 1941. The United States is on the brink of entering World War II, and the four girls who are the members of the High Tide Club um, are. It's after midnight. It's it's you know, two months before the country enters the war, and they are standing together in a, a remote part of the island, and they're digging a grave. 
And they got their name, the High Tide Club, because they used to skinny dip a lot, I read. <laughs> right. When they were young girls, they all have been friends since, since their youth. Uh, now, now the older girls are 19. And the youngest member of the group is 14-year-old or 13-year-old Verena. And Verena is a little um, Geechee girl. And the Geechee people are the descendants of West African slaves who worked on cotton plantations on some of these coastal barrier islands in Georgia, and their descendants still um, live on a couple of those barrier islands. And mm. um, Geechee comes from the Ogeechee River, which is a which is a tidal river uh, on the coast. And um, so uh, that kind of starts the story out, and then it toggles quickly into the present day with with uh, Josephine reaching out to hire Brooke to find whatever happened to her friends because they've grown estranged, and, of course, some of them have died. And she wants Brooke to find um, the High High Tide Club girls' ancestors because she wants to leave the island to them. Well, it's an intriguing story, and I've got lots more questions for you, Mary Kay Andrews, so stay with us. We're going to take a very quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. Parkinson's disease affects as many as one million people in the United States. At the Parkinson's Disease Foundation, it's our mission to beat this disease. To learn about the Parkinson's Disease Foundation, or if you want to help support our work, visit our website, pdf.org, or call us at 800-457-6676. In the Northwest, contact the Northwest Parkinson's Foundation at nwpf.org. Knowing your breasts can save your life. Go to knowyourgirls.org for the facts you need on breast health. Brought to you by Susan G. Coleman and the Ad Council. At Sundown Communications, we find that most of our clients are brilliant at what they do, but they lack the time and resources to write and create business messaging that delivers results. That's where we come in providing a diverse range of professional copywriting services for fresh strategic web content, PR, advertising and promotion, marketing, speeches, and much more. Call us today so you can focus on what you do best, and we'll do the rest. Call 800-495-7617. That's 800-495-7617. You're listening to Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. Talk radio to help you heal and stay healthy. You found us. Maybe you've been guided to listen. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. This is our special 11-year anniversary celebration show today. And to join me, I have Mary Kay Andrews, who's celebrating the release of her book, The High Tide Club, and she's very generously donated uh, four beach towels to give away with, I'm just going to hold them up for the camera here. For those who are watching on the camera, you can see uh, the High Tide Club uh, is on there. And also we have an audio book to give away too. And um, that's uh, quite a prize. They're quite expensive audio books, but we have one here thanks to Mary Kay Andrews to give away. So thank you, Mary Kay, and thank you for being with us. My pleasure. And um, so I want to talk to you a little about um, plot and structure because I think um, that's where a lot of people fall down on, on writing and, and that's where they lose the reader a lot. Um, when you talk about ideas, you say, um, I've heard you say, it doesn't have to be possible. Something doesn't have to be possible, but it has to be plausible. So I wonder if you'd elaborate on that a little. Yeah, you know, I, I'm writing fiction, and so um, I just have to know my plot well enough to convince the reader that it could happen. Not that it has happened, um, or that it would happen, but that it could happen. And and so that's the one of the challenges of plotting a book, especially when you have mystery elements or suspense or thriller elements, to um, keep the reader guessing. But you have to be... The, the, the biggest hurdle you have to jump in writing fiction is convincing the, the reader to suspend um, plausibility and just believe in, what you're, in the story you're spinning and to, to take the leap with you. I always think about 
in the movie E.T. when the, the boy is riding his bike. And uh, his, the boys are riding a bike, and they ride off a cliff. And um, the one boy says, we, we can't do that. This is reality. But then they do. They, they pedal harder, and they have E.T. in the basket, and all of a sudden they're flying through the air. And that's what I think um, good fiction does. Um, you lose sight of the ground, and you're just pedaling as fast as you can through the air. That's a great way of uh, great way of explaining it. And I think as a reader, if you can't suspend that, then you're not going to get much fun from reading, period. Well, some people like, you know, very reality-based books, and some people like nonfiction. And thank goodness there's a place for all of that on our bookshelf. Yeah. I, I do like a lot of nonfiction, but when I'm reading fiction, I, I do want to suspend belief a little <laughs> sometimes. So um, for those who may not know, um, you also you wrote a series of, of mysteries under your real name, Kathy Hogan Trocek. Yes. And um, I just want to look at how it's different from writing the series of uh, mysteries that you wrote to, to writing the Mary Kay books. What's, yeah, what's the biggest difference? Yeah, mystery has a certain, uh, it's genre fiction, and all genre fiction has a certain set of rules and conventions. And uh, I was fortunate to, um, to do, you know, to sort of uh, train, get trained up writing mystery and so mystery, you know, you, you, you hew very closely to the architecture of a mystery. There's a whodunit. There's a crime. There are a certain number of suspects. Um, there are the villains or the bad guys. And at the end of the story, generally speaking, the mystery is solved and justice is, is brought about. Um, the kinds of books I write now, sometimes, a lot, a lot of the time lately, I uh, include mystery elements. It's fun for me because I know how to do it. Um, but women's fiction, and, you know, I've sort of branched out from women's fiction just to writing general commercial fiction. Uh, the stories are bigger, um, the stakes are higher, and maybe there's more relatability um, because not all of us have, have, not all of us, you know, solve a murder every, every year. Right, right. So, you know, I write about, I write about things that, um, that my readers face. I write about loss. I write about betrayal and divorce, and I write about, as I've said, um, reinvention and family issues. And um, so I get to use, I, I sort of get to use all those colors uh, with what I'm painting these days. Have you ever written a character that's based on you somewhat? Based on me? Not really. I mean, I think all of us as writers, there's some of our DNA in every book that we write. So when there's a character who's a little bit mouthy, for instance, there's a character in the High Tide Club. She's sort of a failing journalist. And, of course, I was a failing journalist. <laughs> so you... she kind of asks impertinent questions, and she's, she's blunt. Now, she's, she's more blunt and to the point than, than I ever was, but then she's not a Southerner. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a little bit of my DNA. In the mystery series I wrote, which was the callahan Garrity mystery series, and those are still in print, but they're now published by Mary Kay Andrews. Callahan um, was younger than me and smarter than me and sexier and braver than me, but she looked physically a little bit like me. She had um, curly, dark hair. Mine is uh, not as naturally dark as it used to be. Uh, chemically enhanced these days. Um, <laughs> I love it. And she was not a newspaper reporter as I was when I started my writing career, but she was a cop. And I think um, cops and journalists and school teachers have one thing in common, and I think it's that um, you 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 um, choose those careers not because you ever think you'll make any money at it, and not because you you think you'll ever be powerful. Um, you choose those careers because you really believe you can make a difference and that, you know, it's sort of your calling and, you're, and, and that's what you're, you've been drawn to for a long time. And so, you know, when I wrote about um, uh, Callahan, a cop, um, I was drawing on my passion, um, especially going into college during the Watergate years. I, when, I, when I was in journalism school, I actually was in journalism school already when Watergate happened, but it, it tapped into my absolute belief that uh, people like myself could make a difference. Right, right. So you spent 14 years, I, I read, as a journalist. How did, did. how did that help you uh, 
transition? You just decided in the 90s to to give that up and become a full-time fiction writer. No, I, you know, I spent some years tunneling out. Um, in the late 80s, newspapers had changed, and I didn't like the direction. USA Today had, had made newspapers um, go to shorter stories, more graphics. Um, so I thought of them as shorter, stupider stories. And at that time, right at that time, I wanted to write longer form, more thoughtful pieces. And I also, I had two young kids, and I wanted to be home with them when they got out of school. And so I started um, teaching myself how to write books. I went to a writer's workshop and started writing uh, in secret um, on nights and weekends after I got home from work or after I put my children to bed. And I finished a book. I gave myself a year to write that first mystery. It didn't sell, but writing it um, taught me that I could write a book and also um, that I should keep going, that I enjoyed it. Right. Here you are 24 books later, right? <laughs> well, actually, it's 26 is, books because I have two that are not in print. They're they're downloadable, but they're not in physical print. But journalism, I think, teaches you to listen carefully so that you can be absolutely accurate um, when you quote somebody. And it teaches you to watch and be an observer because you need to pick up on nonverbal cues that people give when you're interviewing them. And it teaches you to write when you don't feel like writing. There's always a deadline. I, That's I'm, all, true. I'm never not on deadline. And when when you're a journalist, there's no such thing as writer's block. Right. That's it. I mean, you, those skills are the kind of skills that you, you can't pay money for. Right, right. So you've got lots of interests beside writing. I know you like to, uh, you'd like to go junking, as you call it. Um, you've also written a cookbook, which looks uh, spectacular. Do you have a favorite recipe from there you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, you know, there are a couple, and actually some of them can be found on my website, which is MaryKAndrews.com. I make a, a lemon cream cheese pound cake, and um, I make um, dozens of those every Christmas, and I send them to all my publishing team in New York. And that one is sort of a perennial favorite. And then there's another one. It's called, um, I call it Beyond the Grave Chicken Salad. And the, the recipe for that book, for that uh, chicken salad was originally, um, we put it in the back of, I think, um, Little Bitty Lies. And so those are really two really popular ones. The, the chicken salad, it's very different from your, your general chicken salad. And, um, you know, so it's a staple uh, in my neighborhood at funerals and bridal showers. And, you know, it's, it's what you take to somebody after they've had a loss or if they've, after they've had a happy event. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's sort of a staple. And so um, on your website, MaryKAndrews.com, again, you, you have some tips about junking. You like to go junking. And I love this one. You say, get dirty. Yeah, I, um, I love to go to estate sales. I like dead people's stuff. Oh, <laughs> No, I'm the um, opposite. I don't. <laughs> well, yeah, if you don't like digging, you're probably not going to enjoy going to estate sales. So I always say a little uh, mothball. The scent of mothballs is is is, is promising to me because I mean it means that there could be some treasures right under all those '80s VHS tapes and um, um, hospital bed things. Um, so uh, yeah, get dirty. I always like to go in the attic, the basement, the garage, the shed, um, and be nice to the people running the sale. Don't um, insult their intelligence by offering them ten cents when the price is. $30 right, um, and don't right. um, insult what they have. Uh, a, a, a warm smile, a genuine warm smile goes a long way. And know what you're looking for. Know what you like. Um, why Why bring something home just because it's a good buy if you don't even really like it? Right, right. Well, yeah. the, there's lots of more information up at the website, MaryKAndrews.com. I encourage listeners to check that out because it, it's fun uh, looking up there. Um, I'm just wondering myself what you like to read when you go to the beach. Who, who do you follow? Oh, gosh, so many authors. I just um, listened to the audio book. Um, Kate Morton is a new um, favorite of mine. I just listened to her terrific book, The Lake House, and I love that. Um, I'm a friend of Lisa Scatellini, so I'm just currently listening to her uh, most recent one, which is called After Anna. Um, I really like uh, Michael Connolly. I'm a longtime mystery fan still and love his books. 
and of course loved the um, Amazon um, series they've made from his book. I like, uh, I have a lot of mystery writer friends whose books I love. My, my, one of my dear friends is Margaret Marin. Um, I'm, I'm kind of all over the map. Last year, one of my favorite reads was Paulette Giles' News of the World. And oh. um, that was, I thought, just a spectacular book. And then, um, you know, I, I, a little bit of everything, really. Right. So we've been talking uh, about a lot of things today, but in particular, Mary Kay Andrews, The High Tide Club, uh, which has just been released. And this has just come out in audio book. You've been working with the same, uh, you've had the same reader for uh, many, many years, I understand. Yeah, Kathleen McInerney is is an actress. And uh, I'm lucky that she likes to do audio book narration. So I think she's comfortable with narrating my stories. And I certainly love having her give voice to my characters. Yeah. Well, it's such a pleasure talking with you, Mary Kay. A final thought you'd like to leave our listeners with today. Um, I think I'd just like to remind people that if, um, you know, when I've made all these reinventions of myself, the, my sort of guiding thought was if I don't believe in myself, nobody else will. That good, good, uh, good words to end our conversation on there. It's very, very true. Um, you can find out more about Mary Kay Andrews at MaryKayAndrews.com. Check out her website and check out her beach cottages. They are so cute and they're for rent. <laughs> really cute. Mary Kay, thanks so much for being with us. Appreciate it. By my pleasure. And do stay tuned because we've got uh, a Mary Kay Andrews The High Tide Club audiobook to give away today and also for beach towels. So please stay with us. You're listening to Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. Hi, this is Vicki St. Clair. If you have a business, service, or event and would like to deliver your message to a large audience, call me at 425-269-4772. Let Conversations Live shine the spotlight on you. Call 425-269-4772. Coming up August 6th on Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair, 36-time Moth Story Slam champion and five-time Moth Grand Slam champion Matthew Dix will discuss his new book, Storyworthy, and how to engage, teach, persuade, and change your life through the power of storytelling. Catch up on past shows at conversationslive.net and be sure to tune in live every Monday at noon or for the Encore Fridays at 6 a.m. Looking for unconditional love, an exercise buddy, or a great listener? Paws has the dog or cat of your dreams, just waiting to meet you. We've made thousands of perfect matches since 1967 because everyone needs a warm, safe place to call home. Find out more today at paws.org or call 425-787-2500. You're listening to Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. Talk radio to inspire, inform, and stimulate. Making a difference, one word at a time. Talk radio for the heart and soul. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Well, as I said at the top of the hour, we are celebrating today 11 years uh, live on air with KKNW. And, of course, uh, my... (laughs) That scared me, Eric. (laughs) Sorry. You know, it's part of the celebration. It's like, what's happening? Do we have to evacuate? (laughs) No, no, no. So, Don't and, tempt fate. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. <laughs> um, so 11 years live on air. And of course, at uh, my right hand and my left hand, Eric Ryder, um, our producer here at KKNW. Hello. And uh, can you believe it's been 11 years? I can't. It's it's <laughs> gone by so quick. And, uh, of course, it's all kind of a blur. Uh, you were saying uh, before the show, and I was agreeing that sometimes it's hard to remember what we did just last week. But, you know, um, I, I have a lot of great memories of the show, and I know you do as well. But it's hard to, like, necessarily nail down, like, the dates that those memories happened, you know? <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> And, and then some funny things have happened, and, and they're the funniest until something else surpasses that right, or whatever. Because right. we've definitely had our highs, we've had our lows, we've had, <laughs> we've had shows that went really smoothly, and we've had shows where I was just like, thank God that's over. We walk not, a tightrope with yeah. it being live every week, it's, for sure. It's the live aspect of it. That's why I say that, because um, you never know. It doesn't matter how well I prepare, how well I plan, how well... Uh, informed, I try to make other people. 
uh, i.e. our guests or publicists of our guests. Sometimes uh, <laughs> things don't work out <laughs> as, you, as you think they will. And again, you know, it doesn't matter how well prepared you are or how good you are at your job. We've also had a few technical glitches from time to time. So live happens. Live happens. <laughs> <laughs> like once we had a power cut, remember? Yes. Yeah, that was a scary one. It just we had this, <laughs> we had this like boom, and everything. That's right. Everything just, just powered power. down and went black. Yep. <laughs> and even and then the generator booted in, and then the generator died. <laughs> So um, today I thought we'd spend this, uh, the next few minutes we have together, giving away some books. And I do want to give away uh, Mary Kay's, uh, Mary Kay Andrews audio book first. And then we're gonna, we've got some beach towels here, which I'll try and hold up. Um, but they're normal size beach towels. And um, they've got Mary Kay Andrews, uh, the High Tide Club on them. And uh, they were donated by Mary Kay Andrews. So we'd like to give those away first of all. And let's, let's tell you how we're going to do this because Eric's here in the studio with me. So we can't take um, calls here. But we have a 800 number uh, with conversations live. And it can take multiple calls at once. So what I'm going to do is um, ask people if they're interested in a certain book, certain product. Go ahead and call that 800 number. And then... Um, tomorrow, after midnight today, we'll use midnight tonight as our cutoff. Um, I will go ahead and uh, draw names from that and we'll give them uh, give away the books. And I will contact the people who've won the books or the towel. Should they specify which book they're particularly interested in? Yeah, just going to say that. So what I'd like you to do is leave your name and your telephone number, just in case it comes through as blocked, because sometimes they've had problems getting hold of people because they have a blocked number. So your name, your telephone number, and the name of the book. And then I will call the winners, and we can get all your address and mailing information that way. Okay? Makes sense? It yeah. does to me. All right, so I'm going to give you the... Um, Should we give out the number now or wait till we're done talking about the... Awesome items that we're giving. No, away. I'll give. I, I'd like to run this one first of all okay. because it's Mary Kay Andrews, and of course we just talked with Mary Kay Andrews, and she very kindly uh, gave us uh, an audio book, The High Tide Club. So we're going to give that away first, and um, the number is 800-495-7617. 800-495-7617. You've got until midnight to uh, call in on that. We're going to do it as a drawing. Just because I've heard in the past that from listeners, well, I was driving and I couldn't call <laughs> right, in. Right. And we don't want anyone to have an accident, all right? So 800-495-7617, that number is on our website, conversationslive.net. So nobody should have any issues uh, reaching us. And then we'll draw names on that. And if you're hearing the show later in the week, uh, you can assume that the giveaway has already happened. So. Well, what I was going to say was we have special, okay, so... If people are calling Friday, if if they're listening Friday, we'll do a cutoff at 5 p.m. for Friday listeners. Okay. Okay. So we have special for Friday listeners too. Excellent. Okay. And now we'll, we'll cut that off at 5 o'clock on Friday, and then I'll call listeners the, either Saturday or the, on Monday to let those know who won. But those who are listening today and calling today, I will call you tomorrow if you won. <laughs> All right, so um, we've got um, what share, share a memory with us that you enjoyed, Eric, so, and then we'll give away another couple of books. Oh, okay. Um, well, you know, the show's been on for 11 years. It's been great as far as I'm concerned uh, for all those years. Um, but I think, you know, as time goes on, you get better at what you do, and I feel like some of the best shows, maybe uh, my favorite shows, have happened in the last three years of of the program. Um, and one of my favorite ones was when you had Stephen Merritt on uh, from the Magnetic Fields. He had a book out at the time. Uh, he's since gone on to put out a couple 
uh, more magnetic fields albums that are highly recommended. Uh, he's a musician yeah. for those who don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he was uh, he was a lot of fun. He kind of a he's kind of a curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs> he's very droll. <laughs> and very droll, yeah. But that was that was a, a fun show uh, to do, to listen to. And you even had me ask him a couple questions. I think I might have irritated him a little, but I think that might be like his baseline <laughs> like it's slightly irritated. So it was kind of fun to talk to him and uh, I've been an admirer of his music for such a long time so to get to talk to somebody that you admire uh, so much is is a pretty cool thing. Yeah, I don't think he irritated him. <laughs> I, I think he was just curmudgeon-y. <laughs> That's, I mean, his voice is... Uh, it's a bit like Leonard Cohen in that when I used to listen to... He's got to that great deep baritone. Leonard Co- yeah. yeah, when we were in our 20s, my brother and sister and I would listen, we'd like... We can't work out if he's really brilliant or really depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe both. Both, probably, (laughs) yeah. But I do love Leonard Cohen, and Stephen Merritt's uh, too was was great. (laughs) But if uh, folks want to go back and listen to that show, that was uh, October 6, 2014. Oh, my gosh. Seems like just yesterday, right? That's like... Eons ago. Yeah. I know I was uh, looking for something the other day and I thought, I think I talked with him last year and it ended up to be like five years <laughs> right? ago. <laughs> I couldn't believe, but I had to go back and look and I was like, really? <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, you've got a great website, which is just conversationslive.net. So if people want to go back and check out any of these older shows or have a specific guest that they want to find, they can just type that into your search engine and it pops right up. So yeah, it makes yeah. it nice and easy for people. People. It does. It does. It does. We're always trying to improve that. So um, so one of uh, my favorites, uh, I have lots of favorites, uh, people. I, I just love talking with people because I think if you learn one thing from, from somebody, um, you know, when you've been doing this a long time, and and if I look at the previous show we did, which was uh, with Positive Choice, so it's 14 years I've been interviewing people mm-hmm. like this. And then, of course, as a writer, I interview people. Um I'm always looking for something different. Okay, you have a new book, but but what is it saying that's different? How are you approaching this differently? What what else do you bring to the to the table? And I just love uh, Melanie Salvatore August. I, I love her. Um, I just love her energy. And we had a lot of really great feedback after she'd been on the show earlier this year. Um, it might have been late last year, <laughs> but again, you can search it on the website. And she wrote a book called Fierce Kindness, Be a Positive Force for Change. And um, I do have a copy of that to give away. And um, it's a very small book. It's almost like a little gift book uh, in many ways. Uh, But she has pages where she'll just say things like, be bold and bloom. And then she talks about it. Um, You get what you give, so give love away. Uh, I had to train my eye to see what was good in any situation. But she has a very lovely demeanor, and she's a yoga teacher down in California and uh, has a great Instagram page. And so I'd like to give a copy of this away. Um, Do you want to say the number for us? Sure. 800-495-7617. And the book is called Fierce Kindness, Be a Positive Force for Change by Melanie Salvatore August. All right, we should probably give away the beach towels before we run out of time because you know how we get when we do this kind of thing. We run out <laughs> right, of time. Right. <laughs> I, I run out of time. <laughs> so if you would like um, a nice beach towel courtesy of Mary Kay Andrews, uh, author of The High Tide Club, we just spoke to her on this show earlier today. Um, we've got four of them. I can't really hold them up to the camera because <laughs> I keep cutting the microphone it's off. It's got a very cool design uh, it has. with it's, a pair of headphones and some ocean right, waves. Right, and yeah. then, then there's some waves. Uh-huh. <laughs> You'll be making waves with your cool down. beach towel. Um, but, yeah, as, I, as far as I'm concerned, you cannot have enough beach towels, <laughs> especially if you have a, um, you know kids and uh, et cetera. So um, we have four of those to give away, four of them. So we're trying to make it easy for you to win something today. Uh, Again, if you uh, call the 800 number, 800-495-7617, and say you're calling to win the beach towel. We're going to put everybody's name in the drawing and uh, close it off at midnight today. And on Friday, we'll close it off at at, uh, 5 p.m. 
All right. So um, let's take a break. Shall we take a quick break and then we'll come back? We've got more stuff to give away here. So stay with us. You're listening to Conversations Live as we celebrate 11 years live on air today. Let's see if I... I guess that... (sighs) This just isn't working. Knowing you have a great idea for a book is one thing. Writing it, another. So what's stopping you? Maybe you can't find time. Maybe you don't know where to begin. Maybe you wrote a couple of chapters, then disappeared down a rabbit hole. Or maybe you'd rather someone else write it for you. Partnering with the right coach or ghostwriter can make all the difference between talking about your book and finishing your book. As an award-winning writer and strategic consultant, Vicki St. Clair's storytelling credits span from business, health, self-help, and memoir to New York Times and USA Today best-selling anthologies. Vicki partners with people just like you at the exact level you need. Whether you need a little encouragement, editorial guidance, or full-blown ghostwriting and consulting services. If you're serious about telling the story you know is inside you, stop procrastinating. Let's get your story down on paper. Contact Vicki today. Email Vicki at VickiStClair.com or call 1-800-495-7617. See more about Vicki and her work at VickiStClair.com. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Mary Moss and Life Bandage Supplements, we cover the world of animals. This week, August 5th, it's Shelter Rescue Sanctuary and anything that helps our Animal Friends Sunday. We'll check on our most in need of support local rescue, Missy's Rescue and Animal Talk in Lake City, follow up with Seattle Dogs Homeless Program, and we'll feature Eileen Weintraub and her Help Animals India program. All on Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Did you know that capsizing boats and people falling overboard account for over 70% of boating fatalities? 80% of those fatalities occur on boats under 26 feet and on boats with operators who've had no formal boating instruction. 50% of all boating accidents involve alcohol. Be smart this summer. Know who you're boating with. Wear a Coast Guard-approved life jacket and don't drink in boat. This message is brought to you by supporters of Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair and the JMB Group, who wish you safe boating fun. Coming up August 6th on Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair, 36-time Moth Story Slam champion and five-time Moth Grand Slam champion Matthew Dix will discuss his new book, Story Worthy, and how to engage, teach, persuade, and change your life through the power of storytelling. Catch up on past shows at conversationslive.net and be sure to tune in. Live every Monday at noon or for the Encore Fridays at 6 a.m. You're listening to Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. Talk radio to help you live well, live strong. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back, everyone. Uh, you're listening to Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. And yes, we are celebrating 11 years on air today. 11 years. Um, maybe that doesn't sound a big deal to you, but it, it feels it to me because it's, it's a lot of work to put a weekly radio show together, especially yeah. when I work full time uh, in, you know, writing and producing and consulting. Um, and then I do this on top of that and um, couldn't not do it without, of course, Eric Ryder, who keeps us live every week and does magic with our audio and uh, my pre-records when I have to pre-record. So thank you, Eric. My pleasure. Yeah, it's been uh, a very fun 11 years. And as I said before, hard to believe <laughs> that it's been 11 years. Most programs uh, don't last that long. So there's there's a few that do. So you know you must be doing something right mm. if you're able to hang around that long. So there's one thing that really irritates me, though, and I have to get that off the chest, my chest. Here, okay. okay. Okay, because I've worked with you for 14 years now, and, yeah. and I find this very upsetting, Eric. Uh-oh. You don't look... <laughs> One day older. <laughs> you do not look one day older than when we first started working together. Well, likewise. I think. <laughs> Thank you, but I can't help but laugh. <laughs> well, that's how I feel when you say that. Yes, yeah, so. I know. I look in the uh, mirror these days, and I'm like, oh, or photos, and I think, what's my mom doing? <laughs> so, um, I hear you. 
We've we've got more uh, great books to give away to folks. And uh, again, the number is 800-495-7617. And just specify which book you're interested in. And uh, of course, Vicki will do the drawing. Uh, so one book we're giving away is the uh, She Loves You, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah which is a book <laughs> you can guess who it's about. It's about the Beatles, of course. And this is by Anne Hood. And uh, it comes in a very cool package here. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, this is all about uh, the, the year 1966 when the Vietnam War rages overseas. The Beatles have catapulted into stardom, and Trudy Mixer has fallen in love with them, especially the handsome Paul McCartney. So it's kind of a, like a fictionalized... Uh, uh, take on what it was like to, you know, be a huge Beatles fan at that time when they were first <laughs> crashing our shores here with the British invasion. And it comes with a really cool uh, button that says, I heart the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So worth uh, winning for that alone. But uh, I think it's, it's young readers, I think, that book. But, uh, but for everybody, I, I think. Yeah, is that right? I, I would think so. Yeah, yeah it, it looks like... Uh, it would be good for pretty much any age. Yeah, a lot of young reader books that adults read. <laughs> I mean, look at Harry Potter for one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I have to, I was laughing when you said she was crazy about Paul McCartney because, you know, when I was growing up. Because you were a Ringo fan? No, my sister oh. was. My sister was. Um, I was always, uh, I fluctuated between John Lennon and, and George Harrison. Uh, but my sister, uh, it's a good job sisters have different taste in men, sure. right? <laughs> when we were little girls, I mean, we didn't have technology back then, right? It was Etch-A-Sketch or whatever it was. <laughs> it was technology. And so we'd play dolls with our little tiny tears babies in a high chair. And my sister's husband would be Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> And mine would be John Lennon or George Harrison, depending on the day. I could never quite make up my mind. <laughs> So I just laugh when I think of those uh, silly things we used to do. <laughs> well, I mean, it just goes to show the uh, the cultural impact that they had for sure, that uh, every young girl seemed to pick a favorite uh, Beatle to fixate on. Right, so. right, right. Do you have another book there? And, and sure. Totally different topic, but uh, a fascinating read, no doubt. Uh, Jennifer Jacobs was recently on the show. Uh, this was just a couple weeks ago, I believe. Yeah. Um, and her book is called Do You Really Need That Pill? And she's a Seattle doctor, and she, uh, of course, talks about all the medication that Americans are prescribed. And uh, th this tells you about how to avoid side effects interactions and other dangers of over medication so it's a good question to ask when uh, your doctor is offering you a prescription do you really need that pill and this right. book will help guide you through that right and in many cases the answer is no in many cases and sure. she talks about some natural ways that you can deal with certain things and and different options so again the number is 800-495-7617 we're looking for your name and your phone number, just in case your number comes through as blocked, and also um, which book you're interested in. And then we'll cut off calls at midnight today. And on Friday, we'll cut when the show re-airs on Friday, we'll cut them off at 5 p.m., okay? All right, so um, I've got one here called Breaking Up With Busy, Real Life Solutions for Overscheduled Women, Yvonne Talley. And, you know, a lot of books, um, when they talk about being busy, 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 uh, you have to read and, and I, I can think of one I won't say the name of it but it's, it's very um, it's very technical and you have to read and understand this book uh, and digest it and set up all these processes and I think there are simpler ways to de-busy yourself and Yvonne Talley certainly taps into those so the name of this book is called Breaking Up With Busy Real Life Solutions for Overscheduled Women and uh, again, the eight hundred. The number is eight hundred four nine five seven six one seven. All right. Do we have time for a funny story? I think we do. Do, yeah, do we got have about, a funny story? <laughs> we've got about five minutes here. <laughs> Did so. we have anything hysterical happen this year? I don't. I think this year it kind of went a lot more smoothly than than some of the years we've had. Yeah. There, there are still things that stick in my mind, but they were several years ago. True. 
Yeah, we didn't have any power crashes <laughs> this year, thankfully. Or, or people shopping while they were or, yeah, talking yeah. on the phone to us. Our, our, for the most part, our <laughs> or, guests or were where they were cab. supposed to be. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, I think everything went pretty smooth this year. So what... It, I have a question for you then, because a listener um, it was we were going backwards and forwards on some stuff a couple of weeks ago, and um, she uh, she said, "What's one thing I don't know about you that would surprise me?" And I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> so I thought I'd ask you. <laughs> oh, what's one thing about what's me? One thing I don't know about you that would surprise me, and keep it clean. Boy, that's that's a that's a tough question to be put on the spot because I don't know all the things that you know about me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, um, hmm. Maybe uh, if I wasn't going to do radio, I would have uh, gone into uh, maybe becoming an airline pilot. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, um, and not that I've ever flown a plane or taken lessons <laughs> or anything, but uh, if the radio thing had worked out, I always thought to myself, that seems like it would be kind of a cool job. Huh. So luckily the radio thing <laughs> for all those passengers <laughs> out there, luckily the radio thing worked out all right. Uh, I can actually imagine you in a pilot's uniform. You, oh, well. I can. Okay. Because you're very, you're very uh, precise and, and very meticulous on certain oh, well, things. Well, thank you. And I think that's an important trait to have as a pilot, <laughs> I, would, I would guess, right? <laughs> One would hope. Yeah. And so um, what's been in your career as on radio, Eric, what's been a highlight for you? Have you ever thought of having your own show, for example? You know, I have. Um, and, uh, you know, it, the fact that uh, doing this job keeps me so busy <laughs> has meant that I haven't done too much of that. Uh, but I do enjoy interviewing people on the occasions that I have interviewed uh, folks, and uh, luckily through this, uh, you know, actually working with you, I've had the chance to do that a couple times uh, on the show. We talked about Stephen Merritt, and there was a another author author that uh, I managed to uh, interview at one point. Uh, yeah. No replacement for you, no doubt, uh, but uh, it was a fun experience. Oh, good, good. All right, so I have one more book to give away, and it is a Stephen King special. It's Stephen King's new book. It is called The Outsider. Um, He's not been a guest on our show. (laughs) (laughs) Yet. (laughs) Yet. Um, But um, I know a lot of people like his work, and it's certainly, uh, I've seen a lot of people at uh, the beach reading this. So Stephen King, The Outsider, uh, is his new book. And let's see how many pages this is, because, boy, that guy writes long books. Uh, oh, it's only 560 pages, this one, okay? Um, but it sounds very intriguing. I have my own copy, too. So if you would like uh, to go into the drawing for Stephen King's The Outsider, the number to call is 1-800-495-7617, and you have till the end of today to do that. And if you're listening on Friday, you'll have to 5 p.m. to do that. 800-495-7617. Okay, we're running out of time here, uh, as always. Eric, thank you so much for everything you do for the show. So appreciate it. And I also want to thank our listeners because obviously without you, we would not be here. So have a great week. See you next week. Until then, live well, live strong. Hi, this is Vicky St. Clair. If you have a business, service or event and would like to deliver your message to a large audience, call me at 425-269-4772. Let Conversations Live shine the spotlight on you. Call 425-269-4772. Coming up August 6th on Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair, 36-time Moth Story Slam champion and five-time Moth Grand Slam champion Matthew Dix. We'll discuss his new book, Storyworthy, and how to engage, teach, persuade, and change your life through the power of storytelling. Catch up on past shows at conversationslive.net and be sure to tune in live every Monday at noon or for the Encore Fridays at 6 a.m. 